if they don't have proximity to fellow big thinkers, if they don't have proximity to ideas and shortcuts to save them time and money, if they don't have an environment to support them, to cheer them on, to tell them, yes, your idea is good, you should do this, if they don't have an environment that supports their ability to take risks, if they don't have an environment to for someone to kick them back in the game when, when they run up against a wall, because they're going to run up against a wall, that's going to cause them to fail. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Chris Harder Show, where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. Today is a shout out to all of the beginner, all of the ambitious, all the entrepreneurs who are in their early stages, like that stage where you got an idea and you're so excited and you're like, oh my God, is it going to work? Is it not? What's the first thing that I do? I freaking love every one of you that are like in the beginning excited stage of entrepreneurship. Some of you are young, some of you are older, like this is career number three or number four, but it's literally intoxicating. Like I feed off of your excited energy. When you've got a new business idea that you're going to pursue, I guess I've been thinking about this a lot. I guess I've noticed this a lot because, you know, I'm up here at the lake house in Wisconsin and, and I think there's just less people that talk about entrepreneurship up here. So when people come across me, sometimes they're somebody who listens to the show. Sometimes it's someone who just gets to know me, you know, because I go to the gym and we start talking or something like that. But I've met so many people who, as soon as they find out that I love and or teach entrepreneurship, they just like unload on me, but in a really cool, excited way. Like, oh my God, here's my idea. Here's what I've been working on. Or do you think this would work? Do you think, I mean, there's a kid that literally lives across the street. When I say kid, I mean 23, but lives across the street from our lake house and found out what I did for a living and came over and, and was like, you know, hey, just wanted to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And then sent me a text. I was so energized by our conversation. I know this is a really big ask, but could I ever run another business idea before you leave? Like, I love that ambition that he took the, the initiative to reach out and ask, you know, hey, could I run this idea by you? Of course, I'm going to let him do that. There's a guy at the gym. He's got this t-shirt idea that's actually pretty cool. And, you know, he brought it up last year when I was here. So I got to know him last year at the gym. This year, he brought it up again. Now, notice he hasn't taken enough action on it yet, but I'll talk about that in a moment. But just the way he talks about being so excited about his apparel idea is really intoxicating. Every time he sees me at the gym, he's like, oh my God, okay, what about this? Would this work or would that work? There is a guy at a bar last night. So there is a hotel in town that means a lot to us. I'll spare you the story, but we've got a lot of family history at this really cool old classic hotel in town. And he's a bartender there. And it's like one of these beautiful picture, like probably 40s era type bars, right? Beautiful bar. And it just feels like a great cocktail room. And last night when we were there for my mom's birthday, he was telling us all about how, you know, his vision for his own bar and why he loves bartending, why he loves working in the bar industry and what it does for people. Like he really romanticized what his version of running a bar would be and that he loves Irish whiskeys and goes to Ireland once a year to learn more about them and, and source some really cool ones. I mean, these are people with really cool dreams. Now, 
Here's where they're going to get stuck on their dreams. The first half of this was a shout out to every one of you that has a dream. But here's where they're going to get stuck in their dreams. Two areas. The first area is proximity and environment. If they don't have proximity to fellow big thinkers, if they don't have proximity to ideas and shortcuts to save them time and money, if they don't have an environment to support them, to cheer them on, to tell them, yes, your idea is good, you should do this. If they don't have an environment that supports their ability to take risks, if they don't have an environment to for someone to kick them back in the game when, when they run up against a wall, because they're going to run up against a wall, that's going to cause them to fail. Matter of fact, I know this to be true. Here's an example. The guy at the gym that always comes up and tells me about his apparel and t-shirt ideas. The other day, he came up and asked me a question, and I gave him like a one-minute answer. And then he walked away, came back. He's like, man, you won't believe how good I feel. Like, I finally feel like I can do this, and you only talked to me for 90 seconds. And I was like, wow, listen to that. He went from thinking he couldn't do it to all of a sudden feeling like he could do it because I just talked to him for 90 seconds. And all of a sudden, he had that confidence and swagger back. Well, listen, that's not going to be the last time he loses that confidence and swagger. So what does he have to do? He has to make sure he creates an environment or puts himself in an environment where every time he feels that lack of drive and lack of confidence, someone like me is going to be there to energize him in that 90 seconds again, right? Kick him back in the game. That's an example of where environment or proximity is either going to make or break these individuals. The other area that they're going to run up against a wall and not succeed if they don't correct this ahead of time is in knowing, learning, and operating in their zone of genius as either a visionary or an integrator. There's a great book out there called Rocket Fuel. You got to check it out. And it basically just goes to break down the fact that you're either a visionary, like you come up with great visions and concepts and things that really will work, but you're really bad at implementation and the details. Or you're an integrator. You're not much of a big thinker. You can certainly come up with ideas, but it's not going to be as big as some of the ideas that true visionaries come up with. And you're not going to be a risk taker. But boy, are you good at the details and boy, are you good at linear timelines and boy, can you make things happen if somebody points you in the right direction? That's an integrator. Now, an entrepreneur can be either one, but you need to go find the opposite of what you are to succeed. You know, my entire entrepreneurial career, my brother has been our integrator. We cannot succeed without him integrating the ideas that we come up with. It just wouldn't work. Lori and I would be idea machines with no results probably. Same thing with the guy that wants to open his own bar. He is a true visionary. Like this guy just loves dreaming, going to Ireland, coming up with his his own drinks, coming up with what his Irish or his own whiskey would be. But based on the conversation we had, I can tell he's not an integrator. So he's going to need somebody to say, okay, man, here's what we do. Step one, we got to pick our location. Step two, we got to go find the funds, whether we borrow them or raise money or get grants from the city. Step three, we got to, right? Like he needs that integrator to go do those things while he stays in his craft because he very much is meant to stay in his craft of talking to people, building relationships, and honing his craft. And so those are the two areas that all of these guys are going to get stuck, is their environment and proximity are going to hold them back because they're not around the right people or the right support systems or the right ideas, or they're going to get stuck because they're trying to be an integrator when they're really a visionary. And so now they're plowing through trying to learn all the things that slow them down and cost them too much time and cost them too much money and even make them quick. Or they're trying to be a visionary when they're actually an integrator. And they need to take that seed of an idea and go give it to a visionary and partner with them so that they can make it bigger than what they would have done on their own. If you can mitigate those two things ahead of time as a new, exciting entrepreneur, then you're going to do great 
If you don't address those two things ahead of time and address them head on, then you're probably going to fail. Like this moment right here, this episode could be your wake up call. Okay, first two things I got to do. I got to clean up and set up my environment of proximity. And I've got to figure out, am I an integrator or a visionary? And then go find the opposite. When I go say go find the opposite, you can hire, you can partner, you can get half your idea, you can find a fractional integrator, you can trade favors with an integrator. Like there's so many ways that don't have to be cost restrictive in the beginning to find your integrator if you're a visionary. Now, if you're an integrator that needs to find a visionary, that one you're probably going to have to split your idea. But if you're a visionary that needs an integrator, you can find them left and right, and there's different ways to compensate them for the magic that they're going to bring into your business. But the point is you got to do it. you got to find it, figure out who you are, and then you've got to go find the opposite to bring your, your vision to life. Now, here's why I'm so excited. Here's why I'm so jazzed about beginner entrepreneurs. Not a single product on the earth that you use in life would exist without somebody who was once an idealistic, excited beginner entrepreneur. Not a single solution that you use in life would exist without somebody who was once a really excited entrepreneur with a vision of, hey, here's a solution that could help people. Nothing we like, no plays, no movies, no products, no drinks, no clothing lines, no cars, nothing would exist without people just like you, the excited, idealistic, brand new entrepreneur. And one of the things I hate is when people kind of kind of put down your idea or, whoa, here's what really gets me boiling. When people put down beginner entrepreneurs, like, oh, that cute little thing, or you're not thinking big enough or this. Now, listen, I like when somebody says, hey, there's a bigger vision here. Can I challenge you? What I don't like is when somebody pokes fun of beginner entrepreneurs. What I don't like is when someone says, oh, I'm tired of all these beginner entrepreneurs out there, you know, until you're making eight figures or nine figures or whatever it might be, you know, you don't know what you're doing. Don't give advice. Come on, man. Everybody can offer something to anybody. You have to have a supportive and open mind when you come across a beginner, when you come across an excited new entrepreneur and you need to support their vision and they need that support as well. We got to do it as a tribe. We got to do it as a group. None of us can do it alone. So I want you to know, whatever your idea is, whatever your service is, I'm cheering you on. I appreciate where you're at in your journey. I'm really freaking excited for you. I'm here to help if you ever want to bounce an idea off me. Heck, if you want to come to one of our roundtables, you can do that too, where we spend 48 hours flushing out your idea with other brilliant entrepreneurs. If you want to check more out about that, just go to chrisharder.me forward slash roundtable. Seriously, go check it out right now. Go check out chrisharder.me forward slash roundtable. Come to one of those. There's one in November. Maybe we're going to do one in January. But the point is, just go address those two things, your proximity and your environment, and figure out, are you a visionary or an integrator? And then go find your opposite. You do that, you're going to win, and we're going to celebrate together. Always cheering you on. Love and appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.